Episode 101 of the Straight Talk and Mental Health Podcast, we're talking owning your mistakes with Fraser Morgan, our first ever returning guest. This is what we've got coming up. Mm. The best thing you can do is, I say, if you're dumb enough to make a mistake, be smart enough to learn from it. That person was born out of a mistake that I made and my biggest breakdown. And yes, it was the shittest thing at the time. The eye of the storm, it's always the worst thing in the world. Well, I know I've done dumb shit. It said things I didn't mean. That's it. Ain't none to it but to do it. Let's get into it. You are very welcome to episode 101 of the Straight Talking Mental Health Podcast. What better way to start off a new century than by going back to the last one? And when I say going back to the last one, I'm referring to episode 55 with someone who I struck up a very good rapport with and everyone else agreed that listened into that episode because we had the crack. Not the crack if you live in Northern America, what you might think is the crack, but we are talking about having the fun, having the bants, having the lols, having all of that. So for the first time ever on the Straight Talk and Mental Health Podcast, who was all the man who was also the first and only ever musical guest to perform on the show, Mr. Fraser Morgan. Dude. Hello! <laughs> it is awesome to be back. I've been so excited for this all day. All, all week, all since Good we planned it. Again, I've been so excited for this, like so excited. Mm. Genuinely, not just saying it because this is on record right now been looking forward to this so much like i've booked out the entire evening from like six onwards i'm like i don't care how long i'm here for <laughs> um this is where i am tonight this is this is a new a new sort of concept and that uh, there's no co-host on this episode it's just myself so we're going to uh, you're gonna be the guinea pig i suppose man you know what what better dude to, to test out stuff on <laughs> than, well, that, than your good self together it was just us two anyway it was, yeah, it was just us on the interview, but there's no there's no co-host for the check-in at the start, but what we're, what we're going to do is we're going to have a check-in, and we're going to have a smiles and royals, and yeah. then we're going to we're going to get into everything from there, man, so what we're really, really trying to get going here is not an interview, you know, I don't think ours was particularly an interview anyway, because yeah. yours was actually one of the ones that the topic came from the discussion episode Correct. 55 it was, it was yeah it was it became the episode on the inner child yeah we correct. went in with no concept and was like oh this is where the discussion has taken us so yeah. um that's where we that's where we went with that we'll see where we'll see where today brings us again but yeah because you turn around to me you're like what do you want to talk about i'm like Sure, look, we'll just have the crack. We'll see where we go. <laughs> freestyle. <laughs> <laughs> we'll freestyle the whole thing. So, so with that being said, let's have let's take it back into the immediacy anyway. Before we before we touch yeah. on the previous episode, and let's just have a little bit of a check in. And the check in involves just been how's your week been? How have you been feeling overall? What, what's been going on with you? We'll say within within the last seven days anyway. But let's take it from there. Oh, oh crikey, I've done so much in the past seven days it has been insane because uh, obviously I do the music stuff but generally um, extremely positive very happy um, in a really good place actually mentally I'm learning good. a lot about myself as well um, since since our last episode like I've, I've 
learned even more. I thought I thought in that last episode, I was like there in terms of mental health and the tools I had. And then life goes, there's more. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I've got these new tools and I just, I'm extremely happy. Um, I have my down days. Obviously I'm human. Like I can't, mm. can't always be happy all the time. That sounds exhausting. But generally, grand seven days. That's not to say, can we still swear in this podcast? Oh, Man, yeah. I'd fucking okay. kick you off if you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I didn't know. Hell. In the past year, I don't know where you'd gone to. Yeah. Have you gone has, to like, has he have, fucking have cleaned he gone commercial? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Fucking sure he's, gone, he's gone mainstream. <laughs> it's the only fucking thing to have on this podcast, man, is to swearing. <laughs> but basically, look, in, the, in the past seven days, I've had shit things happen, of course. But right. so that shit things such as? Just like general kind of stresses or stresses really um but it's just about managing them and mm. i've always since the podcast i've learned that happiness is uh isn't an emotion it's a perspective so mm. i i've kind of learned that if i treat happiness as emotion that means i'm forever chasing the high or the next thing that makes me happy whereas if i wear happiness as a perspective that means that Say, example, if I'm at seek it as an emotion and I say, right, here's all these happy things and a bad thing happens, I go, mm. oh, well, now I'm sad. So now I'm not happy and I'm now sad because I'm not happy. Whereas if I have the perspective of positivity and happiness, if something shit happens to me, I go, ah, oh, that's a bit shit. But I've still got my health and I'm still pretty happy. That's all right, you know? So, mm. so, like, so yeah, I've had little bumps in the road and stuff, but nothing too extreme, So, which, which is grand. What about yourself? How's your past seven days been? Uh, a complex one in in terms of I had a family funeral during the week, so oh, uh, kind of kind of mixed emotions around that. My great aunt, she got to ninety two, so you know what a fucking win! Like fair you know, play to her. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you can you can get that far. You're, you're doing all right. Someone turned around um, to me the other day. They were like, because I hit twenty five about two weeks ago, and they were like, oh so quarter of a like century, crisis. man. You're fucking done. Yeah, right. Know. They, were, they were they were like. Quarter life crisis. I was like, that is bold of you to assume that I'm going to make it that far. Okay, I'm crossing my fingers for 26 at this point. All right, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Yeah, well, <laughs> but yeah. Sorry. If, yeah. if I get to 90, I'm, I'm officially middle aged at the moment. So um, <laughs> nice. I've got w- one more year, and I'm middle aged to, to get to 92. So it's kind kind of mixed emotions in terms of obviously yeah. a very sad event, mm. but I also got to see a lot of family members that. I only ever see at funerals. So, (laughs) and, um, you know, Irish handle, handle death, how we try to handle everything else with humor. So, you know, there's always someone fucking making smart comments and knocking the crack out of something as, as the funeral, (laughs) as the coffin was being taken out of the, um, being taken out of the, the hearse. Um, my, my, my uncle who, who is, he's elderly as well. Don't know what age Barney is. He has the fucking tooth in his head anyway, but he uses like <laughs> a, a like a, a rollator. You know the things you can walk on, but it has yeah. wheels, so you can also kind of sit on it as well. Oh, so he's like sitting on that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he's sitting on that as they're taking the hearse out of the or they're taking the coffin out of the hearse, and um, he starts fucking rolling down the footpath. <laughs> he's like, Stop. "Get me, get me!" <laughs> <laughs> we're like, "Oh, for fuck's sake!" <laughs> We're breaking our fucking bollocks laughing as the coffin's been taken out of hers into the church. So, uh, <laughs> your poor auntie's been oh, like, man. she's been taken out of the hearse, yeah. and then and then your uncle's just yeah. rolling down the hill. He's fucking rolling. Grab me, grab me. 
<laughs> oh, you have to laugh. It's, it's, it's that it's that thing, isn't it, around uh, grief and anything that's quite fragile or or quite um, painful. It's mm. having those little moments. It's like a sigh of relief in a way. It's like a oh, break yeah, away yeah, from yeah. from the, the the grief and the the difficulty. There was um, there was, I was I was watching a, a Ricky Gervais uh, discussion, and he was saying that he went to um, he went to a funeral, and there was him, his brother, and then his uncle, and they the British are kind of very similar in the humour, and they were saying to yeah, him, yeah, he was yeah. like his uncle like looks like really really old, and um, they turn around to his uncle because they're at the, the the funeral, and he goes. Crikey, is there any point in you leaving? We'll just dig you a hole now and throw you in. Like, like having, <laughs> having that crack, you know, it's the one. Yeah, it's absolutely yeah. the one in those. But obviously, there's, you always have to learn to have those moments of sincerity and fragility. But, you know, mm-hmm. the Irish do love the crack in those situations, honestly. We do, yeah, because we can't handle emotion. <laughs> That's why we're all fucking alcoholics. <laughs> you said it, not me. <laughs> Yeah, I fucking I say it all the time on the podcast. Yeah. I've said it on other podcasts. Oh, <laughs> it's, really? We're a nation that that culturally identify ourselves by by alcohol. So you know, Correct, that's, yeah. that's, that's that's how we roll. Um, so yeah, make kind of mixed mixed emotions around that. Uh, mm. Obviously, sad event, but seeing family and you know talking to everyone that's that's always a it's always a nice experience. And then you're like. All right. See whoever's next. <laughs> so, yeah, so I guess I'll see it the next that's one. That's the kind then, of family I, dynamic, yeah. I, I think really every, have... everyone's kind of married and stuff, so yeah. So oh, there. yeah. See, I don't really have much of a family, so I don't see them anyway, but I've heard from lots of friends. They're like, yeah, like we'll go to a, a friend or a family's funeral and they'll be like, oh, we should meet up outside of the of this dynamic and they never do. Mm. <laughs> it's, that, it's that sort of never thing, Never do. No, 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 no. Everyone knows that. Weddings and funerals typically are, are the usual one, but I think all the weddings are done, so... Oh, Fun- funerals is the way it goes so, so that that was my week man though so also what we do on the on the intro part of the podcast as you know we have a little mm-hmm. smiles and riles things that have made us smile things that have made us rile. normally people would be looking for the social media stuff this is as i said this is the guinea pig episode so i, I might just plug the the social media stuff at the end <laughs> where people can get it but i'll quickly get it out of the way tiktok instagram Dude. facebook and twitter is all at stmh podcast website stmhpodcast.com if you want email hello at stmhpodcast.com we'll knock that bit out of the way i'll probably plug in extra stuff at the end so we we'll, absolutely we'll go from and, that and get into the correspondence to, at the end i love it <clears throat> nice one what's your smiles but and rolls anything in particular man that's had you smiling during the week or riling recently um what do you want to go first a smile s- or a rile i don't really have the only rile the mo- the only rile i can remember is the one that i just told you about where about 20 minutes before starting this i've um about mm. Four, literally four days ago, I started to teach myself piano. I listened to this fella play oh, wow. and I've always wanted oh, wow. to learn. So, and I've made a mm. lot of progression, but I was trying to record a video for about half an hour that should have taken me two minutes and it took me 20 <laughs> takes and I was getting more and more frustrated. I started sweating. I was like starting to get really uncomfortable. I was like starting to get annoyed and stuff. I was like, that bloody sun in the sky. Like, <laughs> you do. Um, and I was just trying to try and record Everything. a video over and over again i finally got it i was like right that's it i'm done but the smile is um last year i played for um for some children in care so my friend kind of put me forward for this gig where they're looking for some music for some children who are in like foster care and mm. stuff so i played it last year <clears throat> and it ended up um come a reg thing i kind of know them they're like the uh, people who lead it and they were like oh, do you want to come down to like a youth center thing on a saturday sometime and hang out with the kids and i was like yeah 
absolutely like i love that i love kids i think they're brilliant um i think they're great as a straight white man though you do have to be careful you say you love things because people, yeah, yeah. people get the wrong idea so i say i love kids because i think they're awesome not because of anything outside those bounds all right that is in, the in an affectionate way in an appreciation yeah, exactly. of them as, as young human Correct. beings anyway so these kids are awesome and i bring my guitar and i sit down with them and there's these two young lads and um, I've got my guitar and they're like, oh, well, they're both of them. Like, oh, we, we play guitar, you know, quite shy kids. And I'm like, oh, really? So I just let them play my guitar. I'm like, go mad. And they're like, really? And I was like, yeah, go for it. <clears throat> and they're like, oh, mm-hmm. do you do music? And I told them about all the stuff that I do and all the gigs and festivals I do. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, cool. Uh, and as I left, I gave them all some of my merch that hadn't even been released yet. And I was like, look, I have this. I was like, shh, this is for you. Um, and then one of the lads <laughs> followed me on Instagram. Um, <clears throat> And since then, we've been really hanging out. Well, not hanging out, sorry, but talking, sorry, on Instagram here. They will mess me or I miss him about music or whatever. And he's only a young dad, like 16, and the other fella must be about 13, 14. And then this week, I went and played for the Children Care again, a year later for the same little festival they have. And uh, I was speaking to one of the leaders yesterday because uh, I wanted to become what's called like a, you know, like a big brother sort of thing, mm. part of the system mm. where you just hang out with one of the kids, you build a relationship with them, sort of like a role model sort of thing. Mm. And I wanted to do it last year and it kind of fell through the, the gaps. And she was talking to me about it again this year for this fella who was talking to me on Instagram. I was like, yeah, I was like, I, I think he's great. She was like, oh, he like really looks up to you. Apparently, <clears throat> ever since then, this put a massive smile on face. I sat in my car and I was like, that felt nice. Not in like an ego way, but in a, in a heart, like a warm warming in my heart. She told mm. me that both the young lads, um, since I'm bringing my guitar in, they're always bringing their guitars in now. For, for the past year, every Saturday, every uh, monthly Saturday, they bring their guitars in, they're playing, and then they also teach others guitar now. Oh, wow. And, and they're letting others use their guitars. And this, she was saying to me, she was like, and they're so incredibly patient. And she was like, but that's all since you've come in. And I was mm. like, Oh man. Oh, I was like that, that put, if there was any holes in my heart, that comment there, just filled them all with that. You know, when you do your little bit, I call it <clears throat> looking after your corner of the world. You know, we can't all save the world. Realistically. I'd love to go out and, and put poverty to an end and world hunger. I'd love to, but I can't single-handedly. I do my bit, but I can't, but I look after my corner of the world and you'll try mm. and invest into these little ripples. And that was just a lovely little one of them, you know, where I'd <clears throat> kind of, unconsciously accidentally invested into the little corner of my world that's then invested into other parts it's kind of it's branched out and grown and now that love and that compassion that I show those children they're now showing to others and that made me go I like that I've got time for that I, I really mm-hmm. I, that, that put a massive smile on my face that and that was yesterday so that was a good one for me Excellent. what about yourself so you really took on a, a, a mentor role um yeah with, with those guys I don't know why me, because I'm a record. I... <laughs> no, but but, but is it, it not something? <clears throat> I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know if you did, but <clears throat> from from what I know, what I remember from our last from our last chat, you know, probably something you needed. You know, a mentor there. I know. I know we spoke on, well, on the episode. Here's the thing, know, right? Here's the thing. Turned, and that kind of thing. Correct. I turned around to one of the leaders yesterday, and I was like, to be fair though, I was like, I never really had. Th- a singular or consistent male role model really in my life um mm, mm. and maybe that plays a little bit in the part why i am like i am with other people i do it because i just like it just puts a smile on my face if i know i've made someone happy i'm like yeah nice one but if someone <clears throat> for whatever reason to whatever degree looks up to me in some way for any degree of i, I don't know inspiration or wanting to be like 
that really that takes me back quite a lot emotionally because oh crikey me I was like okay fair play but mm. it also makes me it's like oh it's nice that those two young lads have looked at me and gone ah oh, I like what that 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 person's doing oh, let's let's um kind of reciprocate that to copy that and and yeah, yeah. Re- replicate sorry not reciprocate replicate that um mm. and that's nice that that's lovely you know it's cool when someone goes yeah. i did this because of you it, mm. your smiles and rolls you got some i got i got some smiles and rolls i got i got a few of each actually because oh, uh, it's been on. a couple of weeks so the podcast has been gone for been gone for two weeks um i had a I don't, I don't know if you'll relate to this or not. I suspect maybe you will. I went to Comic-Con in, in Dublin there a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, so... And first time I ever gone. And <clears throat> it was in the convention center in Dublin. And when you're queuing up, they fucking bring you. You know, you're looping back. Obviously, they're trying to maximize the space of people. So, you know, you're walking up 20 feet that way, 20, you know, back this way, that way, that way. But as, as you're doing it, you're seeing everyone in their costumes. So loads of people doing cosplay and stuff like that. And as I, as I stood in, as I stood in the queue and walked my way through it, I was I was there on my own. I actually got very emotional, and I I got a I got a lump in my throat right. for for a couple of reasons. One, I thought, how many autistic people is there here? There's yeah. I, I, looking around, there was a fucking load of them. <laughs> and two was this: these people get got to be unashamedly be themselves oh, as man. someone else. But you know, yeah, so they're, living, they're there. Yeah. They're walking. They're walking up the fucking keys in Dublin City, and I, and I just thought, on any given day in school or college, they're the fucking weirdos. They're, they're the rejects. Ones. They're the nerds. Mm-hmm. They're the they're the outsiders. You yeah. know, and here within that large space, they were totally accepted, and people yeah, were coming up. Going, oh my god, yeah. your costume is amazing. So I, I don't know. I, I think with musicians and artists and stuff, I I think and you know myself as a, as a former rapper and actor and stuff like that, I've all and then with the you know multiply that by fucking ten with the autism of <laughs> I've always felt like the out the outsider, yeah. You know, always on the periphery, always never fitting in. Mm. Um, so I actually got got quite emotional at a couple of times and I had a lump oh, in my throat just as the it was just a really sweet kind of thing. Yeah, you just fucking you 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 know you want it you love Captain America. So he decided to dress up as Captain America. Fucking, fucking grown ass man. You know, and some of the work that goes into those costumes is absolutely Don't. amazing. It's stunning. The, the creativity and talent. It's insane. I don't understand how they do mm. it. I, I've, I've got no visual talent yeah. whatsoever. And these people, the time, the effort. You can't have it all, man. You got the fucking musical talent. Like, you know, <laughs> leave some for the rest of us. I'll <laughs> behave. But I'm, I, I've always, I'm yeah. into my painting. Oh, behave. Stuff. You're fucking watching I'll... Carry On films. Oh, I'll... behave. Leave it out, right? As oh, I'll end this podcast saucy. right now. <laughs> <laughs> Stop being a dick. <laughs> anyway, I'm trying to be, I thought we were having a moment. We were having a war. We I was. Not, I got uncomfortable with him, man. I got uncomfortable with the sentiment. <laughs> Bloody Irish, always a humour. You can't. You can't fuck. You. You can't fucking say something like "oh, behave." Jesus, yeah, man. Right, I got to jump on that one. I don't. I don't know if if, if that's a, if it's a smile or a royal. It's a little bit of both. Um, it, it was an emotional kind of moment for me. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it was just the emotion that it brought up, and you know, royals aren't necessarily something that anger us, but you know. Kind of the so happy tears, smile, happy was, tears isn't a riot. Yeah, so yeah, well, it would have been kind of somewhat <clears throat> something similar to happy tears. It was not tears, but definitely. But a, it's on that spectrum of that. Throat, um, Correct. Yeah. So, my other, my other quick little smile. 
um, was during the week I had a client who had finished up after a couple of years working with me. And we did some we did some great work together, and we really had a very strong uh, therapeutic relationship. And we had a, which you know we had a lot in common, which helped to build that relationship. And I finished up, and he texted me then during the week. Uh, I was at home for lunch, and he texted. And he said, "Oh, I left a I left a gift for you down at reception of your of your office." I was like, "Oh, fucking hell!" I was like this, Jesus, it's so thoughtful. Like, so I get down there, and. Uh, I'm trying to see if I can grab it. I'm going to grab it. Give me one go second. On. Go grab it. Go grab it, please. So I got this. Um, no Batman, the animated way. series. Yeah. So there's hardback uh, cover. But not only is it it's a Batman book, but it's all like the Art Deco style posters from... No. From the series. Um, and it was like, oh, like, he said, yeah, I know you like Batman. I know you like... I know you like art. And I was like, well, Jeez. do you know what I love more than Batman? And what I love more than art is Batman and Art Deco style. Wow. Posters and stuff. Yeah. Wow. So I was like, what a, what a fantastically thoughtful gift. Like That is a champion of a gift. So that was the, that was, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that really, that really meant a lot to me. Yeah. So it's the same. It's kind of the same as the pod, podcast in terms of um, welcoming feedback and stuff like that. It's, you know, sometimes people... People, what you get a lot in therapy is you get the Irish goodbye. You don't, um, you don't always get the final session. You don't always get a closing session to review previous sessions. What you typically get is, oh, actually, uh, I'm not around next week now, and oh, I'm, I'm away then the following week. Do you know what? I'll, I'll drop you a text I'll and you a te- uh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll schedule in uh, the next one, and and they never come yeah, back. It never happens. And this could be people you've worked with for a very long, a very long period and stuff like that. So. To work together with someone for that long and to see someone make such progress and be so grateful and to, to get that of going, look, Dude. this you <clears throat> our work meant a lot to me and here's a token of my appreciation. So that that, that really that really meant a lot to me to, to That's receive. That's so that. sweet. It's those little things and, that like Yeah, you, really, you, absolutely, yeah. Those Actually little, little with things. Sarah who we had on uh <clears throat> Yeah, we had Sarah from Chuck Dara, the manager down at the resource centre where my office is. And she was like, oh, yeah, he dropped it in. And do you know what she said? Do you know what I was thinking to myself? How fucking great is that? Not only, she said, well, the first thing was, oh, my God, he actually put it in a gift bag. And then she said, and more than that, it was a man giving another man a present. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. That's yeah. a good point. Because the, the closest you'll get to that yeah. is your mate buying you a shot in the pub. That's the closest you'll get to yeah, a man, yeah, yeah. man at present. <laughs> and then piss speaking. off. Fucking, I love you, man. I, I, love I fucking you. love you. Oh, man, come here. Oh, come here. Yeah, come yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking yeah. love you to bits, mate. Grab you, you, don't even know. you don't even know. You don't even know how much I love you. I'm telling you. You don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next morning, it's just don't talk about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like you're fucking cross swords in the middle of the night <laughs> or something. <laughs> Right, tell no one, all right? That's between us. Nothing else. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love those drunk yeah, things right, between men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> but those drunk things between men—they're they're so great. They're, they're some of my favorite. I mean, thankfully, um, my, my friends are very similar to me. Where we don't give a fuck. I'll tell you I love you, and they'll tell me I love me. But like, it's mm. been in the past. Like it's those moments where you're in a club, and you're absolutely wangered, and you just grab your man on the back <laughs> of the neck. You go, "I fucking love you to bits, mate." Like. <laughs> <laughs> best i love them i live for it but yeah no you're right it's the closest men kind of get to that um vulnerability isn't it 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we, we've done an episode on toxic masculinity in the past. So that, that was me. That was me smile during the week. And then this morning, uh, myself and James, my young son, who was six, mm-hmm. who went out for breakfast. And uh, we're in Kildare Town. Kildare Town has the Round Tower. The Round Tower, as I understand it, is almost a thousand years old at this point. Kildare is a very old wow. town. That's yeah, so we went up to the top of the Round Tower. So yeah. it was really cool because at one point I said, you know what I'm going to do? I said, as it stands at the moment, we are the people that are highest up in Kildare Town. There is no one above us in the town. So I put him up. I said, you know what I'm going to So I lifted him up and I put him up. I put his head up to the, to the rail. I was like, you are the highest thing in the area. There is no one that is high as you at the moment. It's one of those little core memories yeah. as well for yeah. him. Where we look back and I go, oh, I remember when that. Yeah. That. yeah. So actually, do you know what we did? I was like, oh, did you enjoy that? He goes, yeah. He's like, oh, I don't know if I do it again straight away. He's like, maybe, uh, uh, like, maybe like when I'm 10, maybe like in four years. I was like, do you know what I'm going to do? So I got my phone out and I put a reminder in my reminder. phone for this day in four years. That we have to go back up the round tower to see to see what it's like from then when he's when he's mate. Tired. That's really so, brilliant. When your phone dings, yeah, so, you can be like, "Where are yeah, you?" Yeah, yeah. He's like, can, can, "Does Google do that? Like in ten years, in four years' time, will it remind you?" I was like, "Yeah, it's in there now." So this is what we have to do. <laughs> so that's 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 my smiles and riles this week, and your smiles and riles. Thanks for that, man. Oh, uh, you know, nice nice to see what's going on in you. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's in the immediacy. That's what's been going on with you in the last week. What's been going on just since we heard from you on episode 55? Bloody Nora. I mean, that must have been... You've been June. gigging. I know you've been gigging. <laughs> oh, <clears throat> I've been gigging, all right. But the last, that podcast was, was it, it must have been June, July, I think, last year. Because I remember I'd, I was fresh back from Ireland, more or less fresh mm. out of a breakup. Um, had, yeah. no, <laughs> had no community around me, really. Um, mm. I don't think I had a job. I was about to get a job or something, or maybe I was just in a job. Um, wasn't really doing the music, and everything in my life has positively been amplified, or there's been um, really healthy progression. So, <clears throat> well, I don't even know where to start. Really, I mean, in terms of job, uh, I'm now I've got a stellar job that I work for a uh, students' union supporting university students. Uh, so I, I work in education department. I look after about 6,000 students myself. Um, if there's three faculties, I look after one of them. Best job I've ever had. Good pay, nine to five hours. My manager was my PE teacher at school. So that's cool. So I know him already. <laughs> I know, so funny. Um, but And the job's around the corner, really lovely people. And I get to do my thing. And then I finish that. And then my life outside of that is my job is about 10% of my life, really. It's quite funny because because then when I finish work, I've still got like 90% of my energy and brain capacity left to put into the things that I love. Um, in regards to, so there's been a, <clears throat> so re- oh, this is going to be a really fun one for me to touch on, um, especially in regards to, well, because of the previous episode. So obviously I just come out of a, a relationship, right? So I, I think we mm. broke up in, we were together for nearly three years. We broke up in March 21. It was it was brutal because yeah I'd I'd move over there <clears throat> I've always wanted to live in Ireland but I moved over there because um, mm. she moved she was over there so I moved over there for her and then we both kind of grew apart really um, I was on one journey she had a lot of things going on I couldn't be there for her the way that she needed and but she also I think far longer than I realised wasn't there for me in the way that I needed um, mm. but you know I spent those last two or three months more or less more or less 
by myself in my room, working from home, mm. going out for walks every day because I didn't have any friends or family over there. My housemates were never in. I met some, I met, uh, made some friends in some parks and got smashed some people, and that was grand. For the most part, I was extremely unhappy uh, and really lonely. It was and very did... hard to find someone to get smashed with in Ireland, Fraser, was it? <laughs> oh yeah, honestly, there was few and far between. It was really difficult. <laughs> yeah. I really, I really had to ask around. Honestly, uh, <laughs> I, I, I didn't realise how much actually that loneliness um had taken a toll on me i didn't realize it it actually scarred me and i mm. didn't know I, up until about a couple of months ago really and i was like shit that loneliness really fucked me up because when i came mm. back i i was an absolute mess i didn't know who i was i didn't really have any friends i lost my not lost as in they passed but my two my two best friends and i had fallen out so i had no one when i came back and i was I was so lost. I didn't know I was, but I was. Um, and then when I started to, I actually started to make friends because of all the therapy I'd gone to. Before I left England, mm. I was a very different person. I didn't, well, prior to lockdown, I was a very different person. And it's not because of lockdown that made me, but going to therapy and I had a massive breakthrough during lockdown that was completely locked, unlockdown, lockdown unrelated, sorry. Um, mm. I had this massive breakthrough and I hadn't had the chance to really showcase this new being to the world really so when i came back i started to make loads of friends um i started to do music more but i started to go out more and drink more and i had this kind of <clears throat> really difficult relationship with alcohol. it wasn't a difficult relationship as such but i had a strange relationship with alcohol where i wasn't i'm not an, i've never been alcoholic i've never had a problem with alcohol but people would call me a puppy dog they were like, oh you're so crazy you're so great i had no sense of identity at this time so i ran with it uh to the point mm. where in september I was absolutely smashed at a friend's gig, pretty big gig as well. Um, and I ended up, so before it was part of a festival that they were doing for someone quite famous. And uh, they they were talking about backstage tickets. Like, oh, we can't get you backstage tickets. I was like, ah, that's all right. I'm sure I can lie my way back in. Ha, ha, ha. And they're like, oh, if you do, that'd be great. And I was like, well, game on. Drunk me remembered that. Um, <laughs> I managed to lie my way through backstage, get backstage. And then it was one of my favorite venues ever. I managed to lie my way through all the way through backstage. I ended up standing on the stage of the stage after the gig had finished. Everyone got in immense trouble. I got in trouble. I was telling people my name, fucking idiot. I should have given them another name if I was going to do it. <laughs> right? I got in mass trouble. The security got in incredible trouble. It just all blew up. Uh, my friend was really hurt and up. So he was smashed. He had, had a massive go at me. But because what I was doing is... I was I I was given this identity by someone from from people people like you're so crazy and fun you're a puppy dog mm -hmm. and that made me feel accepted that made me feel comfortable I was like I've got some identity so I ran with it but running with it I ended up hurting people that I actually really loved and adored and those around me and I felt awful so what I did is I had a breakdown for at least an entire week uh, I couldn't leave my bed I was in the literally the worst place I've ever been in my life I was waking up and considering taking sleeping tablets to go back to sleep just so I didn't have to see the light of day I was in the worst state of my life I was I, I, it was the guilt the guilt had I felt embarrassed I felt ashamed I felt really guilty I've hurt my friends I've upset my friends um, there was the, the artist who headlined it all was someone that I kind of I liked the music and I thought I had a chance with maybe supporting them one day that was fucking blown mm. out they ended up blocking me mm. on Instagram and everything um, and it all yeah. went bang right it all just went bang and there's something that I come up with because of that situation when you face with a situation that is is unpleasant you've got two options you either let it break you or shape you right there's it's, it's kind of that degree of sink and swim you either let it mm. break you or shape you it i let it break me for about a week 
And then I got up, I went to loads of therapy during that time and I got back up my feet and I went, fuck this. Like, I'm, I, I can't keep feeling this. Now there's still, I, I was working with the fella at the time. So it was a bit awkward tension here and there, but do you know what I did? I fucking owned my shit. I went, you know what, what I did there was absolutely awful. I sent a massive apology to him. I emailed the, um, the music venue and the artist. I emailed them both. And I said, look, I'm really sorry. That is no representation of who I am. I highly regret it. I'm really sorry for the people I've hurt and upset. I feel very bad about it. It's not going to happen again. I'm going to learn from this. But I just wanted to let you know that I'm sorry. And I owned all of my shit and I went, that's not cool. You need to sort this out. Uh, I went to fairy, sorted myself out. I went down to the lowest point I've ever been in my life. I lost some friends who I really liked. I thought I'd blown my music opportunities. Everything went to shit. It went kaboom in my face. And I was the worst I've ever been. And I was having not suicidal thoughts as such, but I was having thoughts that scared me. And I never had that before. I'm like, this isn't me. I don't recognize these thoughts. And that was scary. I was like, well, these are, these thoughts are petrifying. I don't relate to these. I never wanted to act in any of them, but they scared the fuck out of me. Um, but yeah, so I, so I owned all my mistakes. I owned all my shit, um, and grew from it. And I, so, and then I've got the men's mental health group that I run on the last Sunday of every month. I've missed some here and there because of my, my music and stuff, but, and they're great. And then from there, I wrote a song called mistakes don't define you. Right. And it's one of my favorite songs I've ever written, ever written. And this song is based entirely on that. The open lyrics are, it's times like these and I order a drink. And I know I probably shouldn't, but it's last orders and with my mates. So I don't see why I wouldn't. I'm enjoying myself. So I would have stopped. We're only having a laugh. But then I realized I shouldn't have ordered that drink because I've taken things too far. Fuck. Right? And that's the opening verse. Right? So people hear that and they mm. go, oh, fuck. And it's one of my favorite songs I've ever written. And what I did, well, how I handled that situation, I said, therapy, owned my shit. Um, for a while, I didn't really mention it to too many people. Um, and I ended up seeing, so the band that I'd pissed off, like my friends, they were in a place that I was about to play. And I was about to play that song. And I was like, I haven't spoken to them since. And I was like, well, I can't not play it. It's my song. Mm. Like I've got to play it. So I played it afterwards. At this point, like the biggest transformation of my life. And I'm still that person now. And I'm really happy who I am now. And I just swallowed my pride and I went, fuck this, be an adult. And I went up to the table of all of them and I shook their hands and I went, it's really nice to see you all. Just want to let you know, I really hope you're doing well and everything's okay. I'm sending you nothing but love. Shook each of their hands and left. And that was it. That was the end of the dialogue. They didn't say anything to me. I didn't want. I didn't want them to say anything to me. I wanted to go up to them mm. and let them know. I know. I sorted my shit out. I'm sorry. Did you hear that song? Yeah, you probably did. I shook their hands. I went. I hope you're okay. And that was it. And I was just. I was an adult about it. And I left. And then a couple of months later, the lead of that band he messaged me. He was like, he ended up unblocking me. <laughs> he was like, I, I see. I see all the stuff that you're doing. Um, I just want to let you know. I'm. I'm really proud of you, and I think it's absolutely amazing. And I was like. Nice one, man. That means a lot. So, mm. but the relationship still isn't quite there. But mm. I owned my shit. I was an adult. I went, yeah, you know what? Or what I did there was a bit of a dicky thing. But mm. what I'm going to do? Let it fucking kill me for the rest of my life, and I live in guilt and shame, and then never leave my house again, or own it and grow from it. So I grew from it. And now at gigs, when I play the song, I name drop both the bands that I pissed off. And when I play <laughs> the gigs, I go right this, and that is a famous, pretty famous person as well. But I've sorted myself out now, and I've owned my shit. But anyway, here's the song, and I play it. And I go, boom. Um, I don't know. I, I know that the relationship with me, myself and the band are better now. Like they've seen me out and about. I've managed. So you know what's really interesting? For about six months, I kept having dreams about the band and seeing them and apologizing to them. And <laughs> I kept waking up really upset. Um, 
And then one day there was a window of opportunity where I saw two of them outside and I went up to, I saw one of them walking past the co-op and I said hello to him. Hadn't seen him since because um, he was going to play drums to my song. He's like, I can't now. I was like, that's fair. Um, went up to him, gave him a hug. I like, hey, how you doing? Saw him and his missus. Then I saw two of them in a pub and I hugged them both. And I went, you're right. I'm really sorry about that. And they went, fair play, thank you. And then the other lead singer, um, it was kind of this, the same thing. But ever since then, the dream stopped. I stopped having those dreams or apologizing to them. I stopped mm. having that guilt. I stopped waking up guilty. I stopped waking up sad. Um, and that was really important for me um, was to, to, to own my stuff and, and apologize like an adult. We're adults, right? We do dumb shit. Intentionally or not, we do dumb shit, right? Mm. The best thing you can do is I say, if you're dumb enough to make a mistake, be smart enough to learn from it. It's as simple as that. <laughs> Literally, in its rawest form, it is as simple as that. If you fuck up, learn from it. There was a time recently where I'd upset a friend. Actually, during it was the day after I'd moved back from Ireland, and I was an absolute mess. Um, and I'd almost, almost like kind of tested or almost crossed a friend's boundary, and I felt really bad about it. <clears throat> and I was absolutely smashed. I felt really bad about it. I upset them, um, and I went, you know what? I'm gonna learn from it. And I apologized to them and I was an adult and I said, I'm really sorry for that. That that wasn't okay. Now they were still pretty annoyed and upset. Um, and they didn't want any communication with me. And I still see around now and they don't want and that's okay, but that's that's their boundary that they've set and I respect it. But what I did is I go, right, okay, grow from it, be a better person. Right? Th- that's it. Um, especially if you upset your friends, like if you ever cross a friend's boundary mm. or you're upset them or you test a friend's boundary or whatever it is, just own it and apologize and they'll respect you far more you'll get far more respect uh, from that and you'll grow so much from it i could sit there and go yeah but uh, i was drunk and, and they and they said that i should go that they they bet me that i could do it mm. or i can go nah should have done that be an adult you know um just own yeah, that, that struck me as, as, as you spoke about uh, two i suppose two elements there in in just in what you've conveyed first one being around what you just said there and i just thought you know there's many people that could have went oh for fuck's sake like you know i'm only having to fucking crack like settle down like you know yeah 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 you know, yeah, yeah. it's very fucking, easy like, to do that you know yeah you're boring bastards like you know you could like for sure fuck it like it's just a gig like oh, yeah, we're cool. all having to crack yeah, we're all having a few drinks like you know I, I think a lot of people could have gone down gone down that road of as i said not not owning that mistake mm. and and the second element then that that really struck me was and it's it's actually something that I I would say to parents and I, and I'd say to, to to clients around identity, mm-hmm. and and you you're nearly verbatim the example that I give to people. So what what I'd say, and I think I might have said it on the podcast very much in the in in earlier episodes of, for the first kind of ten to twelve years, our ident our identity is basically who our parents say we are. Correct. So if mommy and daddy tell us we're a good boy, we're a good boy. Okay. If mommy and tell daddy and tell us that we're a little bastard, we're a little bastard. That's the first 10 or 12 years. The next 10 to 12 years, our identity is very much based on the peer group. So mm. first 10 to 12, I am whatever mommy and daddy say I am. The next 10 to 12, I am whatever the lads say I am. So if the mm. lads say I'm a mad bastard, I'm going to do mad, mad bastard. bastard things. Yeah, because that's who I am. That's my role. That's my identity or... You know, whatever yeah. it may be, but but it's, yours is almost verbatim what I describe it as. Literally, it almost follows suit. And around that is when someone gives you an identity, or with that puppy dog thing that I went through, 
they gave me an identity. But what they were really giving me there, if you really break it down and you really reflect on it, is they weren't just giving me an identity. <clears throat> they were giving me this feeling of acceptance, right? Because <clears throat> um, prehistorically speaking, if you will, I'm not sure it's quite the right word, but in terms of history, when we go back right to the cavemen and stuff, we work better in tribes, but better in groups. Mm. The worst thing you can do to someone back then was kick them out and leave them to die for them, like leave them to fend for themselves because they're the weakest mm. that way. So in our brains, in our, not the amygdala, but the uh, the next one up sort of thing, um, we, we learned that we are safe in a group. So when someone says to you, you are this, you you kind of unconsciously go, yes, I am, because you want to feel accepted. You want to feel part of the group. You don't want to, if you say, mm. no, I'm not, there's a bit of tension. You then are out of the group. You don't feel safe. So we play up to it and we go, yes, I am correct. Because then it's that part of that tribalism, that fit, that sense of part of that tribe really. And then you feel safe. Um, and it's realizing that. <clears throat> um, and it's just realizing not it's, you aren't who people tell you are. You are, whatever you choose to be. And I know it sounds like a Spider-Man mm. quote, but... <laughs> no, I'll tell you what it is, man. It's a fucking Iron Giant quote. And I can tell you that for a fact because I have it on oh, a look. t-shirt. <laughs> I've, got a ta- I've got a tattoo. Oh, is that... The, the quality is bad. Is that Iron Giant? That's the... So that... I don't know if you can see it. I'll send you a picture maybe, but that's the screw from the Iron yeah, Giant. Yeah, send a picture so we can put be, it in. Be who you want to be. That's what That's what it is. Yeah. That's, that's why I yeah, know it. I have it, it on a t-shirt. Because I got it towed, yeah. So that's the screw from the Iron Giant on my arm, and only two people ever noticed it. The screw, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. It's the screw from the Iron yeah, send, Giant. Send a picture. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick that on the video for the YouTube. Yeah, absolutely. First, first part of your life, like, oh, I'll be who this adult says I am. And then you get older, you go, I'll be what my mates tell me I am, so I'm feel included. And as you get older, you go, I don't think I'm either of those things actually. Mm. <laughs> mm. You, you know, and, you, and then you find it. And now, I, I do genuinely believe that the person I am now from last year is the person who I will be now for, for the rest of I feel like I've really warmed to my own skin. I feel like I know who I am now very much. So, yeah. and I can look at my life and I can go, I've done some dumb shit. I'm fully <laughs> aware of it. I've been, a, I've been an idiot. I've upset people. I've done and said some dumb shit. I fully get it. I'm taking that full accountability for it. But if I'm, if I've grown from it, I'm no longer that. So actually you can't get angry and bring it up and be like, yeah, but you did this. It's like, correct. Mm. I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah. (laughs) You'd be, you'd be even more angry if I kept doing it. But the fact that I've Mm. learned and stopped and admitted fault and taken, taken accountability responsibility and learned from it and stopped it. If anything, you should be happier about that to a degree, even if you've pissed someone off and you've burned friendships or whatever bridges, still a Mm. part of them goes, all right, fair play. That happened recently, actually. So one when I mentioned earlier that I fell out of two best friends, um, mm. <clears throat> I saw both of them about three or four months ago when they were smashed, and I spoke to them both briefly. One of them was like um, really um, like she's like, oh, okay, yeah, cool, 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 and the other one was really angry because I clearly upset him during during it was during the pandemic, but I clearly upset him, which is why he fell out. And then he was really angry and he didn't believe a word I was saying, and he's like, I see all the stuff you're doing, but I just don't believe it. I bumped into him about three weeks ago for the second time since then. And he was like, dude, I want to let you know I'm really proud of you. He was like, you've come so far. He's like, the mental health stuff you do, the music you're doing, he's like, you're absolutely flying. He was like, I'm actually really proud of you. Like, and we managed to put to bed everything. Um, and I see in life, <clears throat> in life, it's not always, but you'll be presented with a window of opportunity to either right your wrongs or say your sorries. And it's very, very small, I've noticed. And 
I'm starting to have those. I'm starting to be able to close my doors and say my sorries to people who need mm. them. Um, so one was um, with my old best mates. The second one was with that band. Um, and then the most recent one was with my ex. The, my, my, my ex. Like, I haven't been in a relationship since. Uh, it's been a year and a half now. Mm. So the best thing I did for myself was stay single because I've learned that like, what I want. But, but I was for the past year, an entire year, I'm not joking, at least once or twice a week, I would dream about her in all different forms. Um, and I'd wake up near tears. I'd wake up once because I was quite close with a dad. I'd want to wake up messaging him, sending the song that I'd written. The Home is Where the Heart is, that new song was about her <clears throat> when mm. we were together. And there were so many times that I wanted to, because I felt like I didn't have closure. I was like, it feels really weird that we were so close. We were together for three years. We were in each other's pockets. Like, although it wasn't always perfect at times, still to this day, I don't think she's a bad person. Uh, I think she's lovely. Just she didn't have the empathy or compassion that I needed. And back then, I was probably just a lot more anxious and a lot more stressed. I had a lot of wounds that I needed to tend to her that she couldn't. So it was it was it was a part and part sort of thing. It was both like when she didn't give me something, it made my hole feel bigger. So then I wanted it more, you know. But so I was having these dreams like once, twice a week for a year, <clears throat> and then the universe it does. I tell you, I swear on my life, it ha- you, it gives you a door. It's some it might not always, but you have to notice that door. It's that window of opportunity where you get to do whatever you need to do or say in that moment. And <clears throat> mine was, I saw her friend, uh, I still follow her stuff, posted on her Instagram, a picture of her saying, good luck in Australia. So I was like, you know what? Window of opportunity. I owe it to myself. This is going to be my one shot, uh, Eminem song, but this is my one shot. This, I, this is where I can get my closure. <laughs> if I'm going to get it, it's now. So I've written up a really nice message. I was sober. It was midnight. I spoke to my mum and my friend about it. And I was like, right, listen to this now. I was like, what do you reckon? They're like, good. I was like, I'm not going to send it now because it's going to look like a drunk message. I haven't spoken to her a year. It's God midnight. She's going to think I'm fucked. I'm not going to do it now. So mm. I saved it. I kept it. I sent it about 10, 11 next day. And what the message was, was, hey, I hope you're doing well. I've seen that you're moving to Australia and I couldn't not message you sort of thing. This has made me really, really, really happy because for the entirety of the time that I've known you, you've always wanted to go. This has made me smile and I'm really, really happy for you. Um, I hope you and the family are well. Um, if you ever wanted to catch up, just let me know. I'd be up for it. Um, but yeah, good luck in Oz. I know you're going to absolutely smash it. I've like nothing but good thoughts and happiness for you, like 100%. And then she read it the next day. Um, didn't really reply. And then she sent me a message. And although it was a part of it with Al, I got my answer. She basically sent back saying, ah, oh, thanks a million. Um, and then the next, basically the next message was, uh, what are your bank details? Because, um, I've still got half the deposit that I need to send to you. That was it. And I took that. I went fair play. She doesn't want that dialogue. That's okay. Um, so I replied as, oh yeah, the bank days, whatever. Um, but since then, not a single dream (laughs) ever since I sent that message. I got my closure, not a single dream, but long story short is I I got, I got my door, right? I had my door with my old best friend, although it took two and a half years, two years, what year are you now? About two years with my two best mates. I got that door to say hello or sorry or whatever I needed to say. And now things are cool uh, with my friend's band. That window came around a bit quicker, maybe six months. And I got to say it to them. I got to own my stuff and be like, yeah, I'm sorry. And I get to get my closure with my ex, which was about a year and a half ago. Okay, I'm sorry. I've, some Probably other people are pissed off. I know there's another friend who are upset. That Sometimes that's people's ways of of setting their boundaries. And you have to respect that as well. 
you have to you have to gauge the situation because I wouldn't go up to them now and be like, hey, I'm sorry for being a dick because they might be still pissed off at me. I don't know what's going on in their life. But who knows? Maybe five years down the time, I might be sat next to them and I'd be like, oh, shit, I haven't seen you in a long time. How have you been? And then and time does its thing. But I'm telling you, it's all a ripple. And you always get, uh, look out for your door. I don't, I can't guarantee whether you'll always get your doors. But for me, I always have, which has been really strange. But I say to keep an eye out for your doors. Like if you get them, if as long as you've owned your shit, you've learned from it mm. and you're genuinely sorry, go up and say sorry. And just be like, mm. I don't be like, sorry, I did this because of you or I did this because of, or no because's, no reasons. Yeah, yeah. You don't need just them. Don't don't, just fucking own it. Don't be like, yeah, I'm so yeah. sorry I pissed you off, but, or I'm so sorry I pissed you off, but you did this or, or the reason I justify. Just say, I'm really sorry I pissed you off. That's not cool. And they'll respect that so much more because they expect a but or a reason or a justification. And that's something that I've learned mm. is just say sorry like an adult. Don't don't try and fight your corner. No one, no one, no one wants you to fight your corner. That person doesn't want to hear your reasons or excuses. You fucked up. Long story short, as raw as it is, you fucked up. Say sorry. Learn from it, grow from it, be a better mm. person. Simple as that. There's actually there's actually been research around um, surgeons and doctors that make medical mistakes, you know, where Ooh. something's gone wrong and someone's been damaged. And they are less likely to be sued if they apologize and acknowledge that they made a mistake. There you go. And you get that, <clears throat> but you get that satisfaction of it's it's a complete, it's a multi-transactional thing almost simultaneously because mm. yes, you 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 have to say sorry to that person selflessly, okay? You can't be saying sorry to that person to clear your name. You can't be saying sorry to that person because you just want to clear your guilt. You can't. You have to do it entirely because that person deserves an apology. Because if mm. you if you go at it from a selfish point of view, that's when the ifs and the buts and the reasons and the whys come out. But so when you do apologize, you just have to be like, I, I you have to do it for them because they deserve an apology. You know, just say, I acknowledge it. That was a really shit thing. I'm actually genuinely really, really sorry. Mm. And they'll go, they might turn around and be like, fuck you, but thanks. They might do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? They, and you can't, you can't expect them to be like, yay, best friends again. You can't expect that. Mm. All you have to do is just be like, that person, I've, I've upset that person. They deserve an apology, actually. That wasn't cool. I'm a now different person. I've grown from it. I learned from it. It'll never happen again. I'm such a better mm. person because of that. So um, I'm very, at the time, when I pissed off my mate's band, worst thing ever happened to me. Now I look back and I go, that's the best thing ever happened to me. Because from that, I've learned so much. I, so much. I, that that mistake, that, that upset in my friend made me who I am today. This person who I am now, the one who runs mental health groups, the one who checks in with their friends and their friends come in and check in with them, the one who writes songs about mental health, the one who goes on mental health podcasts, that person was born out of a mistake that I made and my biggest breakdown. And yes, it was the shittest thing at the time. The eye in a storm, it's always the worst thing in the world. I was born from my mistake. And I know it sounds really hipster, wankery, philosophical, but it's true. I, <laughs> I owe who I am now because of a fuck up that I made. But as I said, I come away from it yeah. as an adult, owned it, learned from it, apologized, grew from it. And now I am this person. Yeah. As I said, be, 
because of that fuck up. Fuck ups aren't great. I don't yeah. I don't promote fuck ups. Don't go around fucking things up on purpose because you're like, oh, I'm gonna come out <laughs> this a better person. No, you're yeah, wrong, wrong, wrong. If but if you accidentally yeah, fuck motivation. up. Yeah, yeah. Don't be like, oh, I'm gonna fuck up my friend's life today because I want to grow a little bit. Yeah, it's like mm, okay. you're going backwards. But you know, mm. if you accidentally do give you know give it all the time and space it needs go and do your healing first you know check yourself what did you do wrong where did you go wrong what could you have done better why was it you did it don't be a knobhead mm-hmm. right sound you sort your shit out cool and then wait for what if it comes around wait for your door and there's you know loads loads of elements there i wanted to touch on one is and it, it's stuff that i explain to clients around what makes an effective apology and Ooh. whether we whether we know it or not, an yeah, effective apology. Yeah, because people don't realise there's there, there whether, is. Whether we know, yeah. like pe- people will say, "Oh, I'm sorry." It's like you're not fucking sorry. I hear no, the words not. coming out of your mouth, but you're not sorry. Whereas when we hear an effective apology, and you know, and there's elements within that of what makes an effective apology. So one is okay. So there's an acknowledgement that you've done something wrong. So there's the acknowledgement you've done something wrong. Your behaviour has affected them. The reassurance it won't happen again. And then there's reparations. So basically what that looks like, and if, if you heard it, you'd be like, nah, that's a motherfucker, that's that's sorry. So it's, oh, look, I'm really fucking sorry, I fucked up, shouldn't, mm. shouldn't have did what I did, you know, absolutely, that's entirely on me. I know what I did really upset you, you know, there, there's maybe, you know, there's no excuse for what I did, I was in the wrong. Look, I can, I'm fucking wholeheartedly, I learned from this experience, I can tell you again, it's, it's not going to happen again. How can I make it up to you? Correct. If, if if you're to go up to someone and present your apology in a way like that, no one's not going to say you're not fucking sorry. <laughs> you know, it's like no. now that motherfucker knows how to apologize. That's the exactly. shit. That's the that's, fucking. That's, that's the archetypal apology that people should be given. Yeah, that's it. That and in my song, uh, my the song "Mistakes Don't Define You." Um, I say in it. Um, they say that only ten percent of life are the things that happen to you, my friend, and actually ninety percent of life is how you respond to them. So if you respond appropriately and own all your mistakes, show action that you're sorry, then there's not much they can say. And that was the song yeah. that I wrote about pissing off my mates. But yeah, it's true. Just, yeah, as you said, it's like, there's there's, an, there's a method to a proper apology. It's not just like, ah, oh, mm. about that. It's like, fuck off, no, you're yeah, not. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're not. Yeah, yeah. Well, so there's the elements. That's, that's, it. that's it broken down. And interestingly as well, around making mistakes and failure, it's actually true failure, literally how our brain learns. So yeah, because yeah, you don't learn from the things you do the right. failure of something. Exactly. So, it's you know, when a child has taken its first step or, you know, we go to grab something and, you know, you knock it off the table, your brain learns, oh, that, that didn't work. So, you know, adjust muscle dexterity yeah. accordingly, adjust grip. Correct. And, you know, or you hit, you know, you're playing golf and you hit the bad shot. Your brain is learning from what you're doing wrong mm. because, oh, that didn't work. That didn't work. Because as I say, we know what we know. So we literally learn through failure, and we literally learn through making mistakes. If if we're prepared to, as you know, and as as you've done there, you've you, you've owned that shit. Like and yeah, <laughs> I, I, the other the other example is I'll give. I'll come back to another bit. I did something similar years ago. It was about uh, maybe about fourteen, fifteen years ago. <laughs> now at this moment, and as wow. we were talking about the kind of masculinity and not being able to express ourselves, I'll describe a little. I'll get into it a little bit. Um, so like that, I, I actually, I wrote letters, wrote physical letters, uh, an email, a letter and uh, two letters, I think it was. 
to, to people uh, two had been previous partners my ex-wife uh, in it I apologised uh, you know, explained that the breakup was you know, it was really a case of it wasn't you it was me kind of thing uh, an ex-girlfriend I thanked her for everything I, I, I'd learned from our experience together and I wrote one to my father uh, I think and these all the just... letters are at the same time you wrote these get, get them all in, in around the same time yeah within yeah. within the same period of time you know okay. it wasn't it wasn't stretched out or anything like that so explain explain to my dad we, we had just he works at the horses we'd gone over to new markets in the horse box like 24 hours together i'm not joking when i say it's probably the most time i've ever spent with my father uh literally not joking and i explained how much that meant to me and you know but in, in my head i had i had this whole scenario played out of going we're going to be driving in a horse box it's only going to be the two of us you know, we're going to open up, I'm going to have a heart to heart, I'm going to ask him about my family, I'm going to ask him about my granddad, you know, I'm going to learn so much around my own identity, and, um, you know, and I'm asking all these questions, and you get this monosyllabic reply, it's like, you know, well, when when did you start working on horses? I was like, 12 or whatever, like, you know, why did you do it? Well, that's what my father did. <laughs> like right this 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 conversation isn't going the way i want but it's, it's okay you know we're trying so I, I wrote him this letter anyway and um <laughs> left it there i called up i said oh look just you know that's you know have a read of that whenever you get a chance and i don't know if it was that evening or something like that um answer the phone and you know typical <laughs> the way my father answered well like all right are you fucking depressed or what <laughs> I'm like, Why? like what's, what's with the fucking I was like no no I said not not fucking depressed I just you know it was stuff I needed to say you know I just wanted to get that off my chest yeah. right right you're alright anyway yeah yeah I am yeah right 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 look 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 <laughs> so, that was it of you know I, again you know a, a, an opportunity to to own your mistakes and, and, to, to, and yeah, to let that, someone that's, know that's your what happened you, you can't expect a any sort of response because they'll all be different. As as with your father's there, it was very mm-hmm. all right, all right, sound. As with my mm-hmm. ex, yeah, it was yeah, very much yeah. it was very much even though there was no apology, it was very much that okay, mm. that kind of that that kind of but then some people take them really well and they go, nice one, thank you. Let's let's be a friend yeah, again yeah. or something. But and, and, yeah, and the so, other the other two responded appropriately as well. So they they were they were thankful and they were grateful. What I was segueing in with that I suppose was, you know, in most of those cases it was warmly received, you know, people appreciated yeah. the apology and stuff like that. Is there anyone that wasn't reciprocal to, to, to what you were? Oh, yeah. Out? Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. The one I was talking about earlier on when I moved back from Ireland and I was upset my mate. Um, I, so I, I kind of, I said kind of sorry, like, um, in the moment sort of thing. Um, and then two or three months later, whatever, um, it was mentioned to me again and I actually thought, you know what, I wanna I wanna message this person and, and I just say sorry again, really. Um and just let them know that even though it's been two, three months down the line, I am sorry. And I and how much I've grown for it. And I messaged them, I was like, I just want to let you know, like, I am actually really sorry about upsetting you. Um I've grown so much since then. Like I don't relate to that person whatsoever. Um, you know, I've I've gone to loads of therapy and I've really sorted myself out. Um, but like I just felt like they deserved an apology. <clears throat> and at that time, I was actually messaging my therapist, getting advice on it, and he was like, "You know, it's a fair, fair uh, text from you, blah blah." blah. And then they ended up replying, uh, and it was with anger. They were like, "You know, you upset me. How dare you? Like, you, you were, you were my friend, um, and you really hurt my feelings." 
um, blah, 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 blah. And I'd screenshot that reply and I sent it to my therapist. And I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, I feel really bad, but they're not having it. And he was like, look, <clears throat> it was like, clearly the way you've upset them, it was like, they, it's, they've got, they've, it's touched a wound or something. It was like, I could tell in the mm. language that there, mm. there's, there was already, there was already that wound there. Uh, and nothing you could do about that. It was like, look, you did the right thing. You've grown from it. You've learned from it. He's like, you're not that person anymore. He's like, I'm really proud of you sort of thing. Um, he's like, you've done the best thing you can do. Uh, so I just replied to them and I said, and they were like, cause at the end they were like, don't talk to me again. Like, blah, 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 blah. And I meshed them back and I said, that's absolutely fair. I just wanted to let you know that I'm sorry uh, and that I've grown from it. Uh, and they blocked me. I was like, fair play. But since then, as I said, I've seen them around. There's no, we just, we just don't talk. Mm. There's, there's just no, no communication whatsoever. I was in the same pub with them the other night for four hours and there was no, there was no kind of tension or anything. It was just, that was that. Um, but yeah, so you can't always expect people to receive it. You have to understand as well is what I've realized is some people will, if a mistake has happened or someone's upset someone, let's say, they'll keep that person in a screenshot, in a, in a, in a, in a mental screenshot and they freeze frames that person. Say, example, the last one, that's the last person they remember. The last version of you is the last time you upset them, right? Let's say. So mm. if you've grown since then, you don't relate to that anymore. You're going to be walking along and the pictures are going to be different, but they don't know that because obviously we're talking about an emotional picture and a mental picture, not so much as a literal physical representation of that person. Um, so you have to understand that they might not believe that you've grown or that you've changed. They may, maybe they don't want to. You know, sometimes it's easier mm. to be angry at someone than to sit with your emotions and be vulnerable with them, you know? And so yeah. that's something you have to accept as well is that some people, sometimes anger's defense. Well, it is, it is defense. It, anger is defense. Anger is the way that you protect yourself, you know? And you have to have, you have, to have compassion for that person. And don't get me wrong, as I was, that's what I was going to lead into with the screenshot thing is... I get worried or people get worried or anyone will get worried that they'll be like, Oh, look, I've, I've upset someone like, Oh, what if they chat shit about me to, to people about that person? And I've kind of learned that you are your actions, right? That if there's like a once in a blue moon thing where you've just like pissed off a mate, people are going to know that you're sound. If you're sound and you just piss off one friend in amongst many, many years or whatever, people be like, look, this person's chatting shit about you, but, you know, so, you know, I, I know you don't like that, but you, mm. you have to not fight your corner as such, but the way you, if there's it, if there's going to be any form of defending yourself happening, I'm doing the bunny ears here, but, uh, quotation marks, but if there's any form of defending yourself here, the best way, if you've truly grown from it, you've learned from it, you've owned it and you do feel sorry. The best way you can defend yourself is by showing it showing your growth mm. showing who you are now showing that you've learned and show that you're sorry and i did that when a piss off a mate's band i did that i went yep fair play a little bit better for anyone that's been watching on youtube that was not my aura glowing as myself and fraser bast in a beautiful human moment that was in fact the setting sun starting to fucking blind me <laughs> so i think i'm i think i'm seen here now anyway so i can see you now apologies mate, for yeah. interrupting yeah. No, you're grand, honestly. <laughs> but yeah, it's just long story short. It's like the best way you can defend yourself is just by showing it in your actions. You know, if you if you used to be a raging alcoholic and you pissed loads of people off and you crossed some friends' boundaries and you've really upset people, whether it's physically, emotionally, or mm -hmm. mentally, 
no matter what. I think I think it's if, one of the twelve learned, steps, isn't it? Isn't make, making amends is one of the steps for people in addiction. I have no idea, but like it's one, that's one of the things me. is that you, yeah, you it's make amends example, and you apologize like if, for how you've wronged you, people. Yeah. If you've been an alcoholic and you fucked some people off and you've hurt some people physically, emotionally, and mentally, or even if you went through just a really dark period in your life and you hurt people around you, even if you were having a bad, no matter what it is. People are going to chat shit about you regardless, right? If they keep you in your screenshot, the best thing you can do is just be a walking, is, is, is be the walking, the words that you want to say to them, walk them, right? Show, showing your mm. actions. Don't directly be like, oh, look at me. Like, walk walk the walk. Now. Don't just talk to talk. Yeah. Yeah. I went, I was dancing around the phrase because it's obviously used, but yeah, it's yeah. Walk the walk. Don't talk to talk. Um, and just shove it. Show that you're sorry. Show that you're a new person. Show that you're sober, um, or show mm. that you've got your relationship with alcohol under wraps. Show that you're not in that dark place anymore. Show that you've grown. Show that mm. you're this. You've you've sorted yourself out, um, and you don't you don't always need that person to accept your apology. But what you need to do mm. is to accept yourself and forgive yourself that that was once mm. uh, that that was that that happened in your past. Correct, but in your past, right? Can you relate to yeah, that person yeah. who pissed your mate off? Can you relate to that person who, I don't know, boxed someone in the face? Can you relate to that person who stole a car, your dad's car, and drove it into a ditch or whatever, whatever, it, whatever mistake you did? Can you relate to that person anymore? Or if you ever found yourself in a situation again, in, or the opportunity to have that happen again, could you notice it and not replicate it? That's the big mm. thing. If you can notice it and not replicate it, congratulations, you're a good, you're, you're not, sorry, not to use a good person, but you're, you've grown as a person, sorry, is what I wanted to say. We had some technical difficulties as we, as we yeah. lost Fraser there, so we're, lost we're, we're going take two. Take two. But yeah, it's long story short is, yeah, just um, own your mistakes. I don't get you wrong, I'll be completely honest right now, like, when the technical difficulties happened and I sat there, like, my thoughts and my emotions, I was like, oh, this is, this is making me anxious to talk about because... And I'm okay to accept that. I'm okay to say this on this podcast because when mm. I did my first one, I was the same. I came away from it. I bared my heart out mm. and I was really anxious because I was like, mm. I'm scared of what people are going to say or talk about. And, blah, 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 blah. and it's a similar sort of thing now. Like I'm, my brain goes, oh, well, you know, is, is someone who I've upset, like going to hit this, be like, nah, like you, I'm going to go to the world and tell everyone what you did. Or, or like you, oh, I'm going to tell about the time you called me a cunt or what, I don't know. Mm, right. Mm. But... I do, it does give me anger. I'm human, right? And I'm going to bear my mm. vulnerabilities here just to show that it's okay to do for anyone listening. Um, it does make me anxious talking about this. It does make me anxious to bear my heart like this um, because it's scary. It's it's mm. scary to say I did something that has upset people or that I don't agree with. Um, it's scary to say that because it's hard to say as a human, you don't like saying I was wrong, right? It's just, it's not cool because if you admit that mm. you're wrong, that means you have to reflect on why and that opens you up to vulnerability. Whereas I was just thinking there, I was like, well, true growth comes from vulnerability or these feelings of anxiousness surrounding things like this. Um, so, but yeah, it, it does make me anxious, but your brain does go. I'm one of those people who I overthink and I go, oh, what's someone going to say about me in the future? Or, or mm. to be fair, really, like they can't really say shit. And I say this to anyone who's listening, like, if you've made a mistake, you've you've learned from it, you've grown from it, and you're not that person anymore, 
they can't, you can't say shit to you because as long as you're actually sorry and you've learned, as I said, you've learned from it. I'm sorry I piece myself, but it's true. As long as you learn from it and you're actually sorry and you show that in your actions, <clears throat> no matter what they say, they can scream from the top of the building, the, the fucking Kildare Tower, Round Tower, they can scream it from there <laughs> to the entire world, right? But, and people might turn their heads and go, oh, did you do that? Mm. And as an adult, you go, yeah, like in the past, Look at me. Do you, can you see me doing that now? No, because I've learned. So it's more a reflection on that person. If that person's kind of then running around and going, oh, they did this, they did that, um, even though you've learned from it and grown from it, that's kind of then more a reflection of them, especially if you've given them an apology. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly, I, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not speaking from experience there, but I'm just saying, like, you know, I do get, I do get worried about if I upset people because... I don't like the thought of upsetting people. I don't, it doesn't sit right with me. Um, and, you know, as humans, we get right. Oh, people talk about you, yeah, but don't worry about that. Like, as, as I said, as long as you learned, grown fit, and you're genuinely sorry, mm. and you, it's in the past, and you're, you're being sound now, or whatever, you're not repeating any of the dumb shit you've done, <laughs> whether you're, whether yeah, you're yeah, a kid, yeah. a teenager, an adult, whatever, whether you're 25, 55, 75, just, own it, grow from it, learn from it. And if, if the window, if it's mm. necessary, say sorry at some point. As, as, as I listened back to uh, our previous interview chat, more, more appropriate title, Fraser, I, was, I yeah. was struck as I am today of the level of maturity, the emotional awareness that you have. And I think you're really the, I think you're really the poster child for therapy. I think you're someone that obviously engages <laughs> in therapy and I think you're someone yeah. that engages in it and really gets something from it. You know, I, I think, mm. I think there's growth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, you know, people, you know, people have forgotten there. You're 25. Yeah. You know, I'm this 25. is, this, I mean, I was this is shit when I was 23, 24. Yeah. I was only know, and, but that day. level of maturity and absolutely it's a, it's a vulnerable experience and, a, and it's an anxiety inducing experience to come in and talk about these sort of things. But a, a but million percent, late. I can guarantee you everyone that's listened to this will go, you know what? Fucking fair play, man. You own but it's never shit. too late either though. That's the thing. Just as I'm starting to learn piano, right? It's never, I found this, like I've got friends who are 40, 50 who have started going to therapy because of, because of conversation I've had with them, right? It's never too late to right your wrongs and to grow. What a dude. I absolutely love Fraser. He comes on, we have the crack, our first ever returning guest, and he will definitely be on again. Before we leave the words of wisdom with Fraser, it's going to be a little bit different. We've got some words of wisdom, but he's also going to drop a brand new song. So another exclusive for the Straight Talk and Metal Lab podcast. A little bit different. Normally on the old format, we would have to check in. We'd have the social media correspondence and all of that. We're going to drop that right at the end here now. So we've got some correspondence to get into. But if you do want to get me on any of the social media, please feel free to do so. You know where it is by now. You can get us on TikTok. You can get us on Twitter. You can get us on Instagram. And you can get us on Facebook. And all of those, all of the handle and all of those is STMH Podcast. If you want to check out the website, that is stmhpodcast.com. And if you want to email me, if you want to come on and be a guest, if you want to tell your story, you can get me on any of the social media. But you can also drop an email on hello at stmhpodcast.com. It would be an absolutely huge, huge, massive service to the podcast if you've taken something from this, if you've learned something from it, if we give you a laugh, if you enjoyed it in any sort of way. 
If you could just give a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, that would really help out the show. Obviously, people see, oh, that's got a lot of five-star reviews. That must be good. They're going to check it out. We're going to help more people. That may help them to help more people. And the message of the podcast continues. Another big thing you could do to help us out, just if you've got a YouTube account, if you've got a Google account, click into the YouTube, hit subscribe, hit like, comment, anything like that. But subscribe would really help because when we get 100 subscribers, then we can get a, a YouTube username handle kind of thing which would be like stmh podcast we can't do that until we get to 100 subscribers so you could really help us out if you could just give a subscribe and all of that i want to get into some of the social media correspondence i want to thank everyone for getting the contact the new format works the new format works because it's with fraser we're going to keep going we're going to see how that goes we'll see if we if we need to flip it around in the meantime but before we get into fraser and his song this is some of the stuff that people have said over the past two weeks first of all this one this one really made my day and it made my day because it started my day shauna who has been in contact with the podcast many times before she's a, an avid listener of the podcast shauna thank you very much i want to i want to read out this correspondence hi alan as you know i'm a regular listener and i'm currently listening to episode 100 right now it's 8 13 a.m on a tuesday morning i got the early bus so i'm 45 minutes early for work i'm sitting in the grounds of belfast city hall with a sausage bap and a coffee i felt compelled to write this the podcast has been a breath of fresh air amongst a crowd of podcasts. Podcasts can be overwhelming. They can look amazing, but they're actually kind of boring. Yours never felt like that. The second I heard a Southern accent, I just knew this was going to be fun to listen to. As much as you don't want to think of it as your podcast, you've been the main constant and your voice has accompanied me on many dog walks, walks to work, walks home from work, drives up the North Coast to Cushion Dunn, during cleaning frenzies and just during some downtime. As much as I love it, and I'm sure many other regular Listeners will say the same. The main focus needs to be you. If it's not fun anymore, if it's not serving a positive purpose, then don't force yourself to continue. Fuck the lineup of guests for now. Fuck everyone who may be demanding weekly shows. Fuck it all. Unless you look forward to it, feel excitement and contentment while doing it, then it's time to say goodbye. And that's okay. It's okay to say goodbye. It mightn't even be goodbye. It could be see you later. You can always come back to it. If I'm talking shite, by the way, then tell me. <laughs> Anyways, my coffee is getting cold and I got to get into the office and set up for the day. But thank you for 100 episodes and congratulations on 100 episodes too. I've loved every minute of them. Shauna, thank you very much. I'd emailed back from Shauna. Those words really, really helped, I must say. And it really made me desire a sausage bap as I'd only had a bowl of porridge that morning. So, Shauna, thank you very much. It really did mean a lot to you. If like Shauna, you know, I love I love hearing where Shauna has has listened to me, where my voice has been in her head. So let me let me know if you know where you may listen to the podcast, if it's in work or your way to work or if it's at home or wherever it may be. Please do let me know. Get in contact on any of the social media channels or drop me an email. If you want to check out my personal um, Instagram and stuff like that, you're going to be pretty boring. It's mostly just boring stuff from my own life, but it's not stuff related to the podcast. You can get me on Twitter and Instagram at Alan Clark, and that's Alan with two L's, so at A-L-L-A-N-C-L-A-R-K-E. If you want to message me on there or whatever, you can do that, but you can get also get me on any of the podcast stuff. So Tom got in contact on Messenger, and he started his more lad-like with Jesus lad. <laughs> Jesus lad. <laughs> Thanks very much, Tom. Don't give up on the podcast. The world needs your dulcet tones distributing all that knowledge. Thanks very much, Tom. Really appreciate that. I also going to give something a little bit different this week because I had a I had a comment on the Facebook page. The Facebook page, of course, being stmhpodcast.com or stmh podcast. And a message from Thomas. This is a little bit different, but to mark World Suicide Day, there is a Clonmel Remembrance Walk. 
Clomel down in Tipperary in Ireland. On the 10th of September 2022, at 11.30am, there's a wreath-laying ceremony at the Tree of Hope, which is on the Blue Way. And at 3pm, there's a Remembrance Mass at St. Peter and Paul's Church. 7pm, then a Remembrance Walk, and starts at the Gas House Bridge Route via the Blue Way, and finish at Mulcahy Park, which is the new park. All are welcome. Music, poetry, roll call, and a period of reflection will be observed throughout all events. So that's to mark World Suicide Day down in Tipperary. Uh, a massive issue, as we know, and as we've spoken about many times on the podcast. So hopefully, Thomas, I hope that helps. Uh, if you're in the Tipperary area, you're in Clomel, you know, do, do pop along if that's something that has a has a personal meaning to you that resonates with you. So that is enough of the social media correspondence, I think, for this week. I'm going to be back in two weeks' time again. It's going to be back with a guest. It's going to be back with myself. We're going to be doing this more conversational discussion with the check-in, with the smiles and riles, with the guests. So you know what to do. Leave a five-star review where you can. Give a subscribe on the YouTube channel. Message me. Let me know how you feel about the new format. Let me know if it's working. Let me know if you've got any feedback. I'd love to hear from you. You know what we're going to do, folks. I'm going to be back two weeks' time. Same bad time, same bad channel. But in the meantime... Look after yourselves and look after each other. Dude, of all people, you know what happens on this podcast because you've done it before. You're the only person that has ever done it before. And what we always ask of every guest that comes on is we ask them to share some words of wisdom, you know, some life learnings. You've fucking done enough of that on the episode. Ah. What we did do with the last time was we had you perform a song. Mm. Could you do it again? Could I can we get another one? Again? Can 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 you can Ooh. you be the one to only ever do a song? Could you be the first person to do a, a second song? Oh, don't know, well, oh, yeah, absolutely, of course. Oh, will we get will we it. get fucking done for copyright like you got done oh, for man. yourself for copyright? No, I released my own song. Home is where the heart is. I put the video out onto Facebook, and then I'm signed with like a distribution label. And it came up, they're like, sorry, someone owns this song. I was like, yeah, me, you dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> Took me a week to write to fight my own copyright claim. And then I messaged them. Like, they Christ. were like, what's the reason for this? Like, um, this, this, um, you know, you're battling it. And I was like, because it's me. Mm. That's literally all I write. I was like, <laughs> it's my song. And they, a week later, like, fair play and just let me do it. But yeah, no, there'll be no copyright yeah. in this, mate. Um, and even if there cool. is, I tell them to go be- fuck be- themselves. Before we before we get into the song, where, where where can people check you out? Is there a website? Is there a Facebook page? Is Only there social fans, media? Pornhub. Can... <laughs> 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 Look, hey man, young I'm not gonna fucking money. yuck your yum. You go for it. You can yuck my yum whenever you want, Al. <laughs> hey! <laughs> <laughs> no, but look, listen, right, grow up. Come on, we're adults here. Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Who behave? Who uh, behave? Oh, <laughs> all right, you go fuck yourself, Alan. Yeah. <laughs> but no, listen, where, I, where can people check you out? Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Fraser Morgan UK. Um, is that, that's F R A S E R M O R G N. Not Fraser. Fraser, he will answer to it, as I remember from the last time. But it's Fraser. I've yeah. answered to worse. <laughs> Dickhead. <No>. Oi. <laughs> Oi, come back. I'm like, yo, what's up? That's me. <laughs> oh, fuck it. As soon as I open my curtain, fly fucking flies in. I was like, oh, oh, I see the B&B's open. No, mate. Uh, off. The other day, oh, the absolute, absolute insult. Sorry, I know we're about to finish, but the absolute insult. The other day, I sat in my room. I saw a fly come in, do a free six in my room, bugger off out. I went into the toilet instead. And I was like, is it really that bad in here? <laughs> Kamikaze is like, fuck this. Is this oh, yeah. it? Fuck he this. He came in and went, fucking hell, nope. And then just left again. <laughs> but yeah. But yeah, so oh, yeah, yeah maybe, anyway. maybe I do need maybe I do need to clean up a little bit. 
Oh yeah, no, no attitude fucking, stinks. Way to be, way to be dramatic, making your point fly. But all right, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so but that's me. Yeah, you got a song for us. You're gonna do one for us, man. Always, mate. So this is a song. So I did my first song, "Home Is Where the Heart Is," in um, a recording studio and stuff, right? An excellent and, uh, song. Everyone should check it out. I presume it's on YouTube. Is that right? It's everywhere, bud. And um, babe, I was gonna talk over my tune. Uh, fuck it. Uh, but so that was cool, and I did it all professional, like in a studio, and got my, my friend to video mm. it all professionally. This new one is called—I uh, won't tell you the name just yet, actually—but this new one I was recording in. Um, so basically, my friend has a um, vintage shop, and we—we've just the band. Like, it's kind of my band, but we've gone like proper punk DIY and all now. We, mm. I said to my mate, I said, look, can I just borrow your keys and just record in your warehouse? He's like, fine. So my friend's a music teacher. So we got all his mics, recorded in the warehouse. And the music video is us just recording in that day. And you know, yeah, like, yeah. And all these clothes. <laughs> yeah. And we're using the clothes to soundproof and stuff. And there's loads of funny yeah. shit going on. But both of which cost us absolutely nothing to do. Whereas the first one, to record the Gorilla song was 300 quid. And to record the video was 100. This time around, both free. Free 99. Three, three, nine, and nine, baby. But yeah, so anyway, this is. <laughs> I remember a, uh, th- a bit of a, a bit of a humble brag. Uh, I remember when uh, I met Ben Howard before a gig and ended up having a point with him. Nice. And we were talking about going, you know, and he's like, because he said, "Oh, what do you do?" I said, "Like, um, no, you know, I'm a, I'm a psychotherapist." He's like, oh, "Oh, oh, all right." And I said, "You know what? What, what do you? What do you do to, when people ask?" He's like, "Oh, just say I'm in a band." And they're like, "Oh, cool. What's the name of your band?" Ben Howard. <laughs> Do you get the same thing? It's like, what's the name of your band? Fraser Morgan. <laughs> yeah. And someone turned around to me the other day and they were like, um, what did they say? They were like, oh, cool. Like, where'd you get a name from? And I was like, my mum. I was like, yeah. what do you want me to say? I got it for my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I do like I do I'm not gonna lie out that's kind of slightly rehearsed because I do use that a lot of people come up to me like oh, yeah, I'm no. Fraser Morgan they're like oh, that's a cool name and I'm like thanks I got it for my birthday and it does make a laugh I use that one of the women as well it is nice yeah it does yeah, work yeah. What, does what work. song have you got for us today then man so this song um appropriately is mistakes don't define you ah <laughs> oh, dude you're the fucking gift that keeps on giving I know, right? So this is the song that I wrote about yeah. my break break breakdown um, mm. after pissing my friends off for a couple of months. So, right, uh, I don't need to explain it. You probably know what it's about by now because of what the conversation has been. I'm going to take these headphones off. Yeah. I'm going to give them a little strummy strum. I'm going to step back a bit just so it doesn't peak. Um, yeah. Oh, look, they're fucking professional, man. I know, right? Ugh. There we go. Nice one. Right. Anyway. And then, as I was going to say, this is Mistakes Don't Define You. Oh, that's not how it starts, you dickhead. Hey! Well, it's times like these when I order drink, and I know I probably shouldn't. But this last order's and I'm with my mate, so I don't see why I wouldn't. I'm enjoying myself, so I would have stopped. We're only having a laugh. Then I realise I shouldn't have ordered a drink, so I've taken things too far. Fuck! Well, we're laughing and we're blabbering, we're talking the night away. But then I sort of ruin things with silly things I say. I can't help it, I just get excited. I don't see how that I'm causing harm. It's not until I wake up in the morning to the damage that I've done. Like, well, I know I've done dumb shit. 
I said things I didn't mean Well, we've all made mistakes So don't point the finger at me Well, I'll own all my mishaps I'm sorry and it's true Well just remember friends Oh your mistakes don't define you Nah they say that only 10% of life, that things that happen to you, my friend, and actually 90% of life is how you respond to them. So if you respond appropriately and own all your mistakes, show action that you're sorry, that it's not much they can say no. Tell girls that I love them when I clearly barely know them. I'm just loving the connection and I'm caught up in the moment. I feel bad mistakes made when I'm drunk and excited like a puppy. But I'll get through it, support from friends and fake fuck, they still love me like. Well, I know I've done dumb shit. I said things I didn't mean. Well, we've all made mistakes. So don't point the finger at me Well, I'll own all my mishaps I show I'm sorry and it's true Well, just remember, friends Oh, your mistakes don't define you my therapist says when it comes to life, mistakes are inevitable. Don't let them completely ruin your life and learn to let things go. With all these lessons that you'll learn, you become a better friend. Just make sure that you learn from them and don't repeat again. And I guess he's right in what he says. The guilt don't get me anywhere. Sometimes it makes me have a breakdown. I can't leave my bed. But as I get older and as I get smarter, I learn to let things go. And give myself a little sunshine and a chance to grow. Like, well, I know I've done dumb shit. And said things I didn't mean Well, we've all made mistakes So don't point the finger at me Well, I'll own all my mishaps I show I'm sorry and it's true Well, just remember, friends. Just remember. All your mistakes don't define you. No, they don't. They don't define you. They don't define you. They don't define, 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 define you. Fucking fantastic, man. Absolutely. Ah, I love it. I fucking love your shit, man. I love it. Absolutely. I said it at the start. I said it at the start. I was like, yeah, we'll kind of freestyle. I'm sure the top will come out of it. (laughs) We didn't plan on doing that song. We didn't plan on doing the fucking episode around making mistakes. And this is why I can 100% categorically 
definitely state you will be our first ever third returning guest Woo! when you come back on. Yeah, I'm all, I'll, I'll come back anytime, anytime. Fantastic. Man, Ladies and gentlemen, what a fucking legend. What an absolute legend. Go check That's him you, out. Mate. Fraser Morgan. Fraser Morgan all over the place. Support his music. Just support this man. Like, li- listen to that. The honesty, the bravery. But not only that, support each other. Love it. Yeah. Support each absolutely. other. And yourself. Be there for yourself. Love yourself. Be nice to yourself. And uh, stay hydrated and tell your friends and family that you love them. <laughs> There it is. There, and he even has words of wisdom. Not enough for the song. He's given us words of wisdom. <laughs> Fraser Morgan, the man, the legend. Thank you so much for coming My on. Pleasure. The Straight Talking Mental Health Podcast. Straight Talking Mental Health Podcast on in STMH Podcast on TikTok, oh! Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I've got Fucking... you. You almost forgot. You almost oh, forgot. Man. Man, well, I was going to record. I was going to record a separate bit, but to segue into into the music. Oh, I've but, got you. Oh, dude, dude, dude! What a man! What a man! <laughs>